0: Episode number forty-two of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Greg. So, Tom, how you doing? I'm well. How are you, Kyle? I'm good. If, if it doesn't feel that long since we last spoke,
1: <laughs> that's because it's I not. I think we,
0: we we recorded on Saturday. It's now what, what day are we? Wednesday evening. Wednesday. So yeah. four days later. So I think it, it before that it was it was like a full eight days uh, without any any show. So we're. We're bringing the episodes thick and fast now for, for all the listeners to hear. We
1: are, So We've, we are got, a
0: crack, we've got a cracking week lined up, uh, a cracking episode lined up. We've got an interview with British 100km champion Rob Turner, part one. We have some more runners' rants and some national and national news. So, yeah, it's going to be a a, a fairly, fairly busy episode, I think.
1: Indeed, yeah. So, let's crack on, then. So, tell us about your... Training? How are you getting on this last? Well, how? What last? On Saturday's episode, so last week's episode, which is only four days ago now, we, we you've done a twenty-two miles. So what, what running have you done in the last four days?
0: It's, it's not really that much, really, since no. since I ran on Saturday and got hit by a hit by some recyclables, recyclables in in a in a wheelie bin. Um. So yeah, not not really a huge amount of. I say a, not really a huge amount of training. I've been running. I've been averaging about ten to thirteen miles a day since Saturday really. On the, the Sunday I did a ten miler and then Monday God, no idea what I did on Monday. I did something easy. Tuesday yesterday I went to the treadmill and did six by a mile, about sort of half marathon pace. So that was quite good. Nice. Um and then yeah, today I, I went I actually went out with one of the Metro boys, Ed Ed McCluskey. Oh uh, Ed. We had it he, yeah, we did yeah. So we we were we were running around just around the beach, and we did what did we do? Ten times ten seconds of hill sprints. So something short and sharp. Nice. A little bit of strength work, and uh, yeah, did about six miles there, and then you know added a, a few miles in in the morning. So it's it's been so far so good in terms of the weekend. Tomorrow, sort of training wise, I'm, I'm looking to do a couple of a couple of threshold type runs. Um. Looking at about eight miles in the morning, and you finish that off with another sort of eight to ten miles in the evening. So a busy, a busy, uh, a busy day of running tomorrow, and a busy day of work. So I have to get up at the crack of dawn to get all that done. So yeah, other than that, Tom, not really. That's about it, I think, from the running perspective. Got yeah. some, uh, got some inspiration from, from Eddie. Eddie's got a, a one-year-old, so uh, he oh, was giving me some, some, uh, some dad tips. Uh, mm. Some, some some of the things to to think about during during that time. So uh, yeah, getting getting the nest ready, Tom.
1: Very good. Well, it's good. It sounds like everything just continues on course for you. Then that's really good.
0: I Think so. What, so what about you? I see. Uh, I see. We we do uh, listeners. We do notes at the start of each episode, and it does take a lot of time. It is a fairly time-consuming podcast. List, so if anyone does decide to do a podcast. You, 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 there's a lot of work you've got to do so just just beware of that folks but um but yeah i noticed you've, you've said good progress for tommy with a big so, smiley face so, so well can't okay,
1: so well, well i say you say we do not you've done all the notes tonight and i said uh which was saving my bacon and i see you'd had progress for tommy so i thought i'd add in good progress because it's, oh, been, a, I like it. it's been a good week you know po- positive yeah. mental attitude and all that I had a good week, yeah, so I, when we spoke last, I'd done I'd done a, wee, a sort of mini-type session with two 1Ks at marathon, well, I say marathon pace, forget about what pace it is, six-minute miling, a bit harder to try and reinforce the good form. Sunday I did uh, eight miles, Sunday was an absolute stunner of a, of a day, blue skies, you know, those crisp winter mornings, and it was, uh, it was a joy to be out for even just eight miles, so that was really good, nice and easy around the trails up at Hazelhead Countess Wells, and what have I done since? Easy run on Monday with a couple of k again, just at faster pace, just to reinforce that form to help my knee and really try and get my glutes engaged more. Didn't run yesterday; I had a club committee meeting and a few things. I was a wee bit tied up. And then tonight, I've or the lunchtime today, so I did a I put my toes back in the water with a wee tempo. So oh, that was good. I thought so you were did... going to see
0: your, your toes back in the water with a wee aqua jog.
1: <laughs> Hell no, <laughs> no. no. I, I did uh yeah, I did um I did five miles at sort of six minute miling, so
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, and how but, did that how did that feel?
1: So the knee it was okay. It was I would say it was if I sort of scale one to ten, it was probably one two out of ten for the first half, which was great, it's fine. Right,
0: that's one, one, big. two, that's not even. Exactly, that's, that's normal.
1: By the mm. end it was like a three four, maybe touching a five. So that's maybe you should be careful how I progress. Yeah. Quads were quads be burning though. Honestly, it's just, not quad, sorry, calves. What am I saying? My calves are absolutely burning. I'm just, it's, I'm really trying to run It's a little bit different, I think. And my calves are getting loaded more. So I need to just keep an eye on that. But
0: yes. And all are you, the um, are you, what are you finding then? I, I mean, is the pain because of lack of fast running or is it based on you're your changing your technique to accommodate your injury?
1: I think it's changing technique to try and, because I'm trying to load the, you know, really engage the glutes more and keep, you know, I'll get a, bit of a higher cadence and my, you know my feet underneath me more rather than overstriding. And what's interesting is um, even my easy runs. My like Sunday, I was an easy run and my my calves were burning as well. So I'm stretching them a lot and I'm okay. I'm keeping an eye on them. So I think it's just it's I'm, and actually it shows that they're they've been they're they're forced into action now. They can't be passengers anymore. They, no, do, that's they need it. to join in and pull their weight.
0: Join, join the party. Join the Tommy exactly. party. <laughs> exactly. So, so what yeah. about
1: um? You know, remember when I slagged
0: your technique off uh, a few a few yes. episodes ago? Um, now I slagged your technique off, although you, you did still you still ran a two thirty. Now, is you bounced a lot? Now I could be completely wrong. Now you, I think you you oscillate quite a lot. Yeah. And is that maybe one of the reasons you, you you've 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 been you you've had the injury? Is that is that over striding? Causing Constantly. you to oscillate more, and, and, and it does look like you're bouncing. So, the yeah. idea would be, like you say, to increase your cadence, you're not going to be bouncing as much. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm not slagging you off, well, this no. is fine. <laughs> yeah, this you is, are. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though. Like, I mean, if you get that technique sorted, you, yeah, well, well hopefully. I would be thinking is you, you're going to be less susceptible to injury, well, but equally, you're going to be more efficient. So, that's you're going to be smashing that 230. So there's always a positive in everything really yeah
1: Absolutely so I think I think you're right I think it's you know there's I've seen James film me on the physio's filming me on the treadmill and yeah my my left leg which is the bad knee is definitely over it's, you can see it's 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 definitely uh, going a bit further so yeah Reach hopefully Reaching to the stars Reaching to the stars and <laughs> not quite grabbing them but yeah so we're we're on a good path now so I'm going to p- continue on this week slowly edge up and We'll see. I'll need to pick uh, James's brain, but I'm really hoping maybe to nudge into double figure runs on the weekend. That would be really good. So we'll see. S- uh, slowly, slowly catch your monkey and all that.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, well. Hopefully, fingers crossed, things go well this weekend and you get into that double figure. Absolutely. That'll be great. Uh, yeah. All sure. right. Well, yeah. So that. Good, good progress. So, what's your next sort of target then? I mean, we've got the national cross countries Yeah, I'm Saturday. Today. A week Saturday. Are, are you, what's your thoughts there? Are you gonna I'm, I'm protect yourself? Are you, are you gonna?
1: I think so I'll definitely, on? I'll definitely travel down. I think I might not run, to be honest. I kind of, I'll go down for sure, and I can make a late call. But I, it's, I'm not. It kind of comes to down to do. I think it's going to do me. If there's any chance, it's going to set me back. I'm not going to run it. There's no value in having a half hour run when I'm not feeling great. So, I I would say at the moment I'm unlikely to run. The next one would be the big half. I might see if I don't know about that. We're going down, so I'm te- I think I probably I am tempted to do something even if I just run it and try and run a sort of gauge where I am. Um, but again, it all depends on how the knee holds up as I start to push the, a bit longer and a bit. Uh, further so we'll see I I, I mean as I say I've got injuries for both these races the national I'm going down with the club anyway for sure so that's fine and then the big half I'm going down because Fee's running so in you know both cases I can make a pretty late call on it and uh, I can be like one of these people we complained about entering races and not doing them
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you've got an adequate reason though I think we'll, we'll give you that Tom Um, so in terms of what we did say before the show is we're gonna give them we're gonna do a research next week for next week, yeah, and uh, give us all a, a good preview about uh, who's running and who the who Tommy's and Kyle's favourites are, or top five favourites are who are who you need to be looking out for. So
1: absolutely. So but, yeah. So and we I mean obviously we've we've spoken recently to the listeners, so they don't need you guys don't need to hear any more about. Of running than that so with race in mind we'll just crack on and and talk about some of the results last weekend and one of the main things that we we spoke about last week that was on the radar was the um the british indoor champs which was which is uh obviously a trial race for the european indoors that are being held in glasgow and at the start of march and that was held in birmingham with the the main you know the main carrot if you like is the First two home, get an automatic selection for the British team, provided they've got the, the standard. So, to cut to the chase, big, big run from Laura Muir. Uh, so, Laura Muir, 800-metre champion. Neil Gurley, 1,500-metre champion. Zoe Clark, 400-metre champion. Chris O'Hare, and this is a really impressive one, 3,000-metre champion. I got, and Gem, yeah. And Gemma 1,500-metre champion. So, those guys are, from what I understand, going to Glasgow.
0: They're on the plane to Glasgow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, yeah, it's a good, good effort. I think the standout one for me. I mean, obviously Zoe Clark. She's, um, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we're not hugely north, north of Scotland biased here, but we, we, we live there, so we have to, we have to support the locals. But yeah, well done to Zoe Clark, um, for producing a cracking 400 meter win. Um, just shows she's in great form just now. Absolutely, she works. She trains at Aberdeen Sports Village. I often see her. Doing her sessions, getting in the the weights, and yeah, really good to see her. She's gonna have a great Fantastic. season, I hope, and uh, definitely a medal contender, I think. Um, and then yeah, like like you mentioned, the the interesting one for me is not only is Lauren Muir smashing up, we expected that, but um, Crystal here to to win the three k. I mean, that, I didn't I didn't know he was even doing the three k. No, nor that did I. A, a, a big a big not a shock, but uh, I suppose it's a a pleasant surprise to see him win 3K. I 3k I just didn't think he had the endurance for for that for that distance so but you know what um,
1: you know what strikes me about that result so obviously we talk a lot about club running and, and whatnot and you know the club athletes that we are you know big fans of and you know one example is adam craig adam craig's been in fantastic shape this this year and this winter and he is in great shape but this really shows that standard beyond you know club runners i know adam's run for scotland but so Adam was uh Adam looks like he led through a thousand metres, but he was uh he finished twelfth in eight thirteen. Chris O'Hare, who is a fifteen hundred metre runner, so I guess stepping up, but maybe it's better suited being a tactical race, he you won it in seven fifty two to beat Charlie Grice and Andy Butcher.
0: I know it's like I mean, they're cracking runners. I mean Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was good to see Chris uh, what would be what would be interesting for me is I mean I remember when he was a junior, he was he he was he was never you know, he was decent enough over over the longer distance, but he wasn't he wasn't a force a huge, you know a, the the top guy in 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 Scotland in terms of the longer distances. So um, he did okay, but I, you know t- I wonder if if he you know changes up his training if he would step up the distance to five and ten k's.
1: Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I did see that he made a statement. He made a comment in the interview afterwards saying that he remains completely committed to the 1500 so i wonder if that's maybe when he goes outdoors he'll go he'll he'll head back to that but yeah really good and you know again he's going to be a medal contender you've seen him rise to the big occasion at these big mile miling events in in the states you know he 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 can mix it
0: yeah yeah definitely so what was your standout then
1: so i think um i would say probably chris o'hare to be honest but i'm really impressed jim Enrique, 1500 meters you know, to, to win. The other one I'm going to just touch on in the 1500 metres. So Kerry McAngus, Scottish athlete, she was fourth. She's only 19 years old and she was fourth in the 1500 at the British champs. So absolutely fantastic from her. Um, Saul Sweeney, who we were, we were so hopeful Saul Sweeney would, <laughs> would be able to get there. So Saul, big run from him, fourth in the 1500. Uh, Saul ran, uh, ran there. Uh, you know, he was obviously, it was great to see Neil Gurley, Win that, but really cool to see another uh, Scottish athlete um, who's who, you know we've seen on the, our own on the local cross country season this year running as well. So yeah, and just to round up more results, Gary Learmouth was third in 800, but thanks to a DQ, he was elevated to second. So he's an automatic pick for the for the Euros. Ailey Doyle, Andy Butcher, Lindsay Sharp, and Adam Thomas are all waiting on on a on a potential pick there. So when we talk about these athletes, the so one thing I just want to run past you right when have you seen the the funding that the funding tiers seem very strange so for example Lindsay Sharp I think is on a a podium funding whereas Andy Butcher and Chris O'Hare is not he's on the I think he's on the potential one and Chris O'Hare is not funded do you maybe I'm missing something. I don't I'm really surprised Lindsay Sharp continues to get that sort of level of funding yet you see other guys I mean Chris O'Hare how I can only imagine maybe he's not applied it. I mean, he is consistently so strong at the mile, at big big meets. I'm really baffled at why he he hasn't got that sort of funding.
0: So so there's different tiers of funding, as you say. Um, now I think it's you know funded by the UK Athletics. So podium, you've got Olympic uh, podium. So anyone who is likely to get a podium position. So how many Scots have we got there? We've got Callum Hawkins. Laura fair, Muir fair. and Lindsay Sharp, that's it.
1: So do See, you that's... not find Lindsay Sharp a bit of an odd one in there? I don't mean any disrespect towards Lindsay, who I'm sure doesn't watch, doesn't listen, but I just, I'm really surprised she's in that bracket with with uh, Calm Hawkins and Laura Muir as a medal contender. I, do you not? Uh,
0: not come yeah, from? I, 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 yeah, I do actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, maybe it might be based on their previous results in terms of the, you know, like, Objectively the, the Olympics or I don't know how well she did in the Olympics but she, she got a medal at the Commonwealth Games. Is that uh, did she get a gold? So it might be based on her, yeah. her gold result or but, yeah, but um, we're talking about might...
1: this is Olympic Podium we're talking yeah, about here. Yeah. Did I yeah. find that bonkers?
0: Yeah. So I did I don't know how she in fact I'll find out just now. I don't so, know how what her top you, position is. Well while you um, look that
1: up while you look that up, Olympic Podium Potential, the next rung, yes, yeah, Andy Butcher, Fair, Josh Kerr Fair Ailish McColgan, fair Gemma Richey, very fair. We've seen that there, and Jake Whiteman. So I find Chris O'Hare a real standout omission from that list.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what how it works. I mean, if we could get somebody on to tell us, yeah, how you're eligible it would be it would be quite interesting.
1: So Zoe Clark is on the relay funding, which again is is well, uh, well earned.
0: Who else have we got?
1: And Ailey Doyle as well.
0: Ely Doyle, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we've got if you go into the Paralympic podium, you've got uh for the you've got Joe Butterfield, Libby Clegg, Samantha Kinghorn, Maria Lyle, and Steph Reid, who you know all feature. And then the Paralympic podium potential, we've got Del Rey, who we you know is a uh, we know is a real class act. So I think they're all don't get me wrong. I'm, I think it's great to see Scottish athletes on the list. I'm just I was just a surprised that Lindsay Sharp is on that list so high up, and I. You know, again, another Uh, British transfer scene there, she's not delivered.
0: How much do they get? I mean, I don't think they get that. Even if you're a podium Olympic, it's not even, I don't think it's that much anyway. In the grand scheme of things, if you, you know, you take a Premier, I know this is, maybe it's not the same, but, you know, a Premier League football player, they're getting hundreds of thousands of pounds, whereas the top athletes in the UK are, okay, aside from someone like Mo Farah, then you know they they have to rely on alternative arrangements um, in 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 terms of sponsorship or other funding from their from their local authority or from their you know the institutions that they they may be studying and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of them go go to the US because there's there's more chance of being supported compared to here.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I
0: anyway, mean, Jury, so Jury Griffith, Jury Griffiths is in the Olympic potential now. Okay, he's he's ran a two or nine, but I mean, how much is he getting though?
1: But he's not. I, I would to be fair, he's no quicker than Calum Hawkins. Yeah. Sorry, what true. I mean is he's not. Yeah. He's no slower than Calum Hawkins.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, who else have you got? You've got Jake Whiteman. That's fair. I have him in the potential Olympic. But
1: yeah,
0: i I I I think we need to know more about the funding and how much they get and 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 what the criteria is.
1: Yeah. Fair point. But,
0: but yeah, maybe we can find out that and chat about that for for next week if it's interesting for the listeners.
1: Absolutely. Before we before we move on, you've just uh, we talk about feedback and we and I just want to I actually haven't mentioned this to you yet, so this is will be news to you, Carl. Oh, here we go. What was, so we met, we talked about the Masters champs last week, and uh, you know we had a few we didn't quite understand the little you know the background of the the older men shall we say running with in the women's race. Anyway, I had an email from Alex Jackson this week, who, oh, okay. uh, so
0: what? shout out to what? Alex. Why is he emailing you directly? What's wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with the Tartan running shorts at gmail.com, your private email? No wonder nobody emails me. I find find, the (laughs) listeners find out quicker than I do about things. I might be telling people about it.
1: Anyway, right, so this will be interesting for you. So, Alex, firstly, thank you for getting in touch. Really appreciate that. Um, So, Alex is saying, so up to 2011, the National Masters Cross Country... The races were all women six and a half thousand six and a half k, all men ten k, and then, in they then decided 2011 to bring the race in line with the rest of the UK cross country masters and international masters cross country, so that took it to women six thousand four hundred meters, m and m sixty five, m forty, sorry this is not right, I beg your pardon sorry women six thousand four hundred meters. M65, 6,400 metres, so in the same race, M40, 8K, and obviously the M65, yeah, they run with a woman. So there was feedback that they received that a lot of the masters, particularly the older ones, felt that 10K was too long for them, and it wasn't the case in other, you know, it was shorter in uh, other parts of the UK. So that sort of uh, bringing it in line has proven to be successful. And actually, the numbers that, um, the numbers... Apparently, have seen a big increase in M65 as a result of that. So, which is a, which is good. That's really, I guess, what they're what they're after. Um, and the last point that he made is uh, there's a Facebook group which I have looked at briefly. It's called Run Equal, and it's all about this, you know, equality and in, in running and and whatnot. And interestingly, and he was Alex has said there's been a number of English women who run for English clubs who have joined Scottish Athletics to be able to run at the National Cross. Because they recognise Scotland is the only national to equalise the distances, so it'll be very interesting to see that this year if there's more women from English clubs to support that cause. So it just shows this, you know, run equal movement. It's really, really spreading and really powerful, and it's good to see Scotland at the forefront of it. And also to go back to the Masters, Scottish athletics being reactive to that and making a, a change that has resulted in improved numbers.
0: Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for that, Alex. Really good to to he- to hear the breakdown. It makes us look less stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or it makes us look stupid because we didn't know the an- the actual facts before, and, and that's a lot of the things we we ramble on quite well. Uh, or I do anyway. And then we actually, you know, a lot of people know the answer to it. So really appreciate people telling us telling us to get our facts straight and, and and we can we can give you better content at
1: the end of the day. And exactly. And also, Carl, speaking of facts straight, we should have opened with this. Apologies to anyone who ran the Renfrewshire, uh Road Championships last, year, last weekend, because I believe that we read out the 2017 results. So. <laughs> 2017 or
0: 2018? Oh, maybe it
1: was 2018. So anyway, Dougie Selman... Yeah. Sorry that we called you. Commiserations that you didn't. I think yeah,
0: uh, J- J- Jenny, Jenny, uh, Dougie's, Dougie's wife, Jenny was probably going. Holy, was Dougie was sitting next to me. You shouldn't have been doing that. Race.
1: <laughs> no, I think he so did they, it, but he, I think he did it, but he was just second this year.
0: Oh, was he? All right, okay, fair enough. I didn't yeah. even know was re- So it did, it did take place then.
1: It did take place. Yeah, I just, I just naively clicked the link for results on the Scottish Athletics Events page, and it must have just. Anyway, it took me through to the old one. So apologies for that uh, that poor results reporting. And thank you to, uh, actually, cute, big shout out. Thank you to our man on the ground, man of the people, Cameron Strachan, for reporting that one. That's being correct.
0: Oh, see oh, what a geek. Cameron, you
1: should be out training. <laughs> yeah, start, you should Jeez. be out his training, not stalking start Dougie Selman. Yeah,
0: uh, he's maybe a bit concerned about his fast time he posted. That'll be why.
1: Grand. Right, anyway, sorry. I completely hijacked our race discussions there we. What next?
0: Yeah, uh, where were we? Uh, so we're chatting about results, weren't we?
1: Yes.
0: So, so what else do we have on this sh- on the show? So we spoke about the British Indoor Championships. Um, so there's a few a few people waiting for their names to be called out um, for the European Indoor Championships. It's in the start of March, isn't it? So it's what three yeah. days? Three days, I think, it is So it starts yeah. on the fourth, finishes on the sixth, I believe.
1: Maybe it Starts on the first, finishes on the third.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Getting our facts correct again. Well done, Tom.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we had a, a, just a couple of other highlights for me was Josh Kerr. He, he ran a 3.53 indoor mile, which takes him second in the all-time Scottish indoor rankings. Ucha. 3.53, Tom. Oochah, beastie.
1: That is moving.
0: That's, the sub,
1: that's, that's incredible. He's a talent. Where's he on the funding list?
0: I yeah, true, yeah. I mean, you should be for that for that sort of time. I mean, that Chris O'Hare still got the record um, in in three fifty two, so he was only half a second off that. Um, Chris O'Hare ran that last February, so I think his split for that was three thirty eight as well, which is an indoor PB for him. Um, oh wow. So that was that 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 split also gets him a number five for fifteen hundred meters in the all time list as well crazy 100 meters after that and you're still having to
1: that's
0: crack on and, and get a, a time like that. that's amazing um so he did that and again it was at the milrose games in the states so wow cracking time that, like
1: fantastic what else have we got uh we had all, all last weekend was also the kirk and tillich 12 and k which is a, a pretty sweet r- r- distance to run i guess it's uh you won't find that every day. That was won by Neil Reno, Edinburgh AC, in 42.09. Second place, John Brogan, Falkirk Victoria Harriers, in 42.59. And third place was Ross Harvey of Irvine Running Club, in 43.19. On the women's side, the winner was Alison McKenzie, unattached, in 5010. Second place, Ruth Fraser Moody, Springburn Harriers, in 5031. And in third place, Liberty Thompson, Fulham Running Club, fifty forty four. So, well done, folks. Yeah, good good
0: results there. Is that is that this year's results? I think it is. I, I, I did <laughs> the is. notes this time, so I, I did check the date.
1: Yeah, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> oh, Actually, a good three hundred ten runners or three hundred ten finishers. So, uh, if you fancy setting a twelve and a half PB, this is where you need to go.
0: Hey, there we go, yeah. So oh, the yeah. other race that I, I wanted to chat about was the Carnethy 5 um, and obviously missed it because of the reasons I told you last week. Um, but the results, again, I think this was my you know, my favourite. I thought it would be won by either Jacob Adkin or Scott Fraser, but I also thought Alexander Chaplin would run really well, so he did. He blitzed the field um, winning by about 45 seconds and 50-32. A of wow. a whoever wind up there as well. So great result for him. Uh fifty yeah, I think I already mentioned that. Second was Jonathan Crickmore in fifty-one fifteen. Hunters Bogturas, Matthew Elkington, 51 fifty-one twenty-five. So that was your top three. Um so yeah, good wow. good result there. Do you, good know, stacked that's, field, that's you a, know I mean? That is stacked. Yeah, Jacob, I mean he was he was fifth, Scott Fraser was seventh. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know how how well everyone ran. You know, you don't know how you feel in the day, but yeah, I was impressed by um by Alex's by Alex's win. That's for sure.
1: Alex Alex to put three minutes into Scott Fraser and two minutes into Jacob Adkin. That is uh that is moving. He's obviously a man to watch.
0: Okay, so the female results: Sarah McCormack, uh, great, really really good hill runner, um, won the race by one second. Tom, one second. Crikey. I wonder who was sheltering behind who in that in that Storm Eric. But, uh, yeah, maybe it was a wee sprint finish at the end. Who knows how that played out? Um, and second place was Sharon Taylor from Helmhill Harry, run, Runners. And third place was Hannah Russell in 102.40. Helmhill Runners as well. So that's, that's Karnethy 5. So hopefully next year I get a better chance at doing it. And there's no, there's no back, there's no issues. Everything's going hunky dory. So,
1: yeah. Do you know what's cool? Looking at the photos, it looks like the winner gets a sword. That is cool.
0: Is that a real sword? Or is that a plastic one?
1: Well, I don't really care. It's a sword. I mean, that is a that is better than a medal. I think that's better. It's better than a trophy, sorry, for a winner.
0: That's a real sword. I think. It looks real. Yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, I see. Um, Alexander's not holding it. It's second and second or third's holding it. Yeah,
1: that's not
0: your sword, maybe it,
1: mate. Maybe it was too heavy for uh, Alexander.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe the the, the weights and he's got the strength in the legs, not the upper body. Yeah. Hold this, mate. This is how it feels to be a winner. <laughs> Grand. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, where are we again? Right, well, that's so- enough for results, eh?
1: Yeah, I think that wraps up the results. So we've got um we've got as Kyle mentioned at the top of the show, we've had uh Rob Turner, G B Ultra runner, um in, in for an interview. So Kyle, you you wanna tee this one up? You were speaking to Rob?
0: I was speaking to Rob, yeah. So thanks again Rob for coming on the show and um, yeah, allowing you to ramble rather than me. Um Rob's a, a huge fan of the show. He's also the British Hundred Kilometer champion and he's also gonna be in the the Scottish team with me next month at the British Hundred K Champs. Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting to, to chat to him for the first time. So here it goes. Okay, so we've got Rob Turner in the show, who uh, is a ultra runner. And not only is he's just not just an ultra runner, he's a GB International ultra runner. And um, he's a British 100 kilometre champion. And uh, yeah, he's, he's been running for a fair, fair bit of time, so it's really good to get Rob on the show, he's an, he's also a, a great um, fan of the show, I believe, um, so That's yeah, true. so welcome to one the show, Rob. Fans. One of of one of the, one of the five.
2: <laughs>
0: you're on the top. One th- of the five fans. Yeah, you're on the top tier, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I know the
2: checks that I get every week from you are brilliant, thanks very much, they get me a few coffees
0: every week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, just um, obviously, we know I know a little bit about you, and uh, and hopefully, like like we mentioned before, um, we we're gonna you're gonna be in the same team as me at the the British Hundred K Champs next month. So I'll be getting to know you a little bit more. Um, but Absolutely. for for everyone else, can you just tell us a little bit about you and your running, and you know how you came to be where um, you are now?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh so Robert Turner or Bob Turner or Rob Turner or Robbie Turner, I go by all those names and uh various people call me different things. Um I've been running oh well I was running I used to run as a kid, uh a teenager, did the usual kind of track four hundreds, eight hundreds, fifteen hundreds and all that and then um kind I left that when I started going to university and found drink and other things that are not really very good for you. <laughs>
0: um, I you piled do.
2: on pounds and weight, started smoking, you name it. And then I um, reached my 30s and like a lot of people went, oh my God, look at the state of you. So um decided to get myself fit and um, started going to the gym. And a guy I worked beside at the time, actually I was working in Newcastle, um, a guy I worked beside uh, there said, you know, why don't you come out? So I'd been running on the treadmill doing 10 minutes and blowing out my backside. And he says, why don't you come out with me? I run along the, the trails so, um, just outside the work. At one time, so I ran with him and uh, that was me, hooked from then on in. Um, so yeah. I was about, I was about 30, 31, 32, I started picking up running again. So right. I've been running for, I'm 46 now, so I've been running for about 14, 15 years. Why,
0: I on didn't, and off. That's a bit, I didn't realise you, yeah, you had, you started so late. I mean, not gonna thirty. You started again running. So what before that? Then you, you talked about a fairly it seems a, a fairly sedentary lifestyle. Now what did that entail? You, you mentioned drinking and smoking and so yeah. Is, well,
2: you know I'd actually been really fit as a as a, as a teenager. Like sort of um, uh, I trained really hard for Falkirk Vicks for a while. Or I trained with them. I wasn't a member of them, but I trained with their some of their groups when I was a teenager. And uh, got some success over sort of middle distance running. So uh, what did I do? Um, I broke two minutes for eight hundred. I was close to four minutes for fifteen hundred. Wow. Uh, I won a Scottish won a Scottish youth's four hundred meter title, and then just got to seventeen at school and, and just gave it all up. I think I don't know. Maybe maybe just trained too hard and and you know watching all my friends going out and what have you. And I just thought I'm not doing that anymore. Um, went to uni and then. I, I w I wouldn't say I was sedent- sedentary. I I think I did a lot of sport and things, but I still drank too much, I still smoked too much, still did a lot of things that were not very good for you. Um and, you know, I kinda sporadically did a bit of sport every now and again, played a bit of football, uh, did a wee bit of jogging every now and again. Um but, you know, as you get older, things just creep up on you and the weight creeped on. I ended up I don't know, thirteen and a half stone or something at one point and I just thought or you need to get yourself sorted out. So, uh, picked up running again, really, like I said, with that work colleague. Wow, that's an that's an
0: amazing story, you know. Especially, it's, so I, I suppose my question is, if you if you say you didn't, you know, you you didn't pick up that that kind of fairly not sedentary lifestyle, but do you think you would have been? Yeah, do you think you do you think you would have? managed to improve in your performances from as a junior so the transition from a junior to the senior level do you think you would have been doing like faster 10ks or do you think that massive break that you had actually benefited you in terms of the longevity of your running career maybe yeah
2: maybe i think maybe this the latter i don't know um you know what, no, there's no point in regretting anything. And I've and I so, I sometimes thought about, you know, what would have happened if I stuck at running as a, as a youth? But, you know, those, the things that happened in my life after I gave up running the first time wouldn't have happened probably. So yeah. and there's been lots of good things that have happened in that part yeah. of my life. So, okay. you know, I met my wife, got married, had kids, all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure if uh, my lifestyle had been a, as an athlete or training harder or whatever, would have if I'd actually met. Uh, my wife, or any anything other, any other things that yeah. happened So um, I don't really think about it too much, and I just concentrate on, um, you know, my sport now. If you like, yeah. uh, as a as an as an older gentleman.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you could you could argue if you stopped running at seventeen, um, how many years break did you have? So you're, you you maybe you 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 at your prime now. You know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. So let, let's just stick with that then, eh? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, when you started running again, what what was it you picked up then? Did you did you go straight into ultras, or did you? Um, no, you, did, I, did you I started off. You know, know.
2: <laughs> my first race was a ten k, and it's called the Clive Cookson Ten K in Whitley Bay, okay, um, just outside uh, Newcastle on the coast. And uh, my colleague Joe, who sort of got me into running, had encouraged me to enter it, and I was ab- absolutely cacking it. I have to say, standing in this. It's, um, <laughs> start line with all these racing whippets. Um but it turned, I ran forty minutes, which I was quite impressed with.
0: Forty oh, like, right.
2: minutes, oh, that's absolutely brilliant. I thought it was going to be like an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: but, yeah. Uh
2: that was my first ten K back running around forty minutes and I just got hooked after that and um did more road races down in Newcastle around that area. Um and you know, I was I don't know, ended up running thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine minutes for ten for K in those sort of first those first bits but I ran road racing predominantly up until about 2013 I did my first ultra okay it was like a long you know maybe nine ten years almost of um short road racing I had a lot of injuries that I might touch on but so I, I feel like I never really got the best out of me in those years because I was constantly fighting injuries or yeah um them coming back from injuries and long layoffs and various other things like that. And I had a couple of good years, a couple of good race times, but I always felt like I could have run a lot quicker than I did. Yeah. Um. I don't think I can do that now. Probably beyond that, but um, injuries sort of plagued that that first five to ten years of running. For yeah. sure.
0: I think as well, you know, I mean, given how how fast you were as a junior, you know, having sub two minute, eight hundred meter pace, um, four minute for the for the 1500 is that right that yeah
2: uh, i think around ran about 402 403 yeah. or something like that yeah
0: yeah so so transferring that over okay the the you know the, the years that you you weren't running or you weren't running as much um i'm sure that would would have helped just certainly in the road set sessions and the, the road races you were doing i, um, I think
2: it probably did yeah, uh, yeah. i think yeah it's just that i think you'd always have that kind of when I, mean, I trained for about five four or five years as a as a teenager so I reckon you always have that kind of, you know, maybe that kind of muscle memory or what do they call it, latent fitness that you maybe just pick up again Yeah, you know, later it, in life. It's... You know, you never really maybe ever lose it or whatever, you know, you maybe always have something in there. I think
0: from a, you know, a 400 metre title to a 100k title must be. That's some range, that. <laughs> I not know. It's
2: Mo Farah type
0: range. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, me. Just Brody. a
2: lot slower than that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's just hope Mo Farah doesn't go for 100k's. But hey, you never know. I mean, his first... day uh, <laughs> never know. His first marathon wasn't as, as impressive as everyone thought it would be. Everyone That's thought true. he was going to break the Steve Jones's marathon record. But it took him a, a good bit of time to... Well, I think it was his second marathon to break that, but yeah uh, but yeah you never know eh? so so yeah in terms know. of if it
2: becomes olympics but if it become, becomes an olympic sport you might actually
0: end up doing it <laughs> yeah know. i know fingers crossed that'd be brilliant eh? yeah then more people it will end be... up doing it <laughs> um so know, what 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 about uh what what made you decide to to run ultras in you know you're obviously doing a lot of short distance races you were doing 10ks and you you, you got yourself down to a decent 10k time um Within the short spell you were you were running, uh, 32 I think it was, which is decent enough. And obviously uh, yeah, you had, you had 20 odd or
2: something. And,
0: yeah, yeah, Um So what what was yeah. it? What made you decide to run an ultra then?
2: So well, I'd always sworn I'd never do one, you know. And I'd watched <laughs> I'd watched friends and all that start running ultras, and some people coming into the sport just going straight to ultra, and uh, I said that's no, I'm never going to do that. It's not for me. But then I, I a mate of mine. A mate of mine was doing um, the West Highland Way race one year. Oh yeah, okay. And he'd been doing he had been doing ultras every now and again, and and uh, he'd also done a few road marathons. But he's one of these guys that kind of almost went straight to ultras. He didn't really bother with um, a long road career, if you like, and yeah. doing lots of 10ks and halves. And that he just went straight to marathons, straight to ultra after that. Uh-huh. And um, he sort of encouraged me to go and support him on the West Highland Way race that year. That was. When would that have been? 2013 I think. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it was. It was 2013. And, I, and he said, you know, he says, I run on the trails now because it reduces my injury because uh-huh. he's running on softer ground a lot and he's climbing mountains and what have you. So there's um, <laughs> less stress on his body or less stress on, on the joints. Yeah. Um, and he says, why don't you come and support me on the West Highland Way? Um, and we'd gone for a couple of runs up the West Highland Way as part of his training. I'd really enjoyed it. I've always, always enjoyed running in the countryside and uh, in the middle of nowhere. And I enjoy the trails and I enjoy running in the hills and what have you. Yeah, I'm just not very good at it. Yeah. But um, I enjoy the training aspect of it and just going out for a day with mates, just going for a run and having a bit of fun. Yeah, And um, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll come and support you. So this was the first ultra that I'd really kind of experienced and uh, absolutely loved it. So I ran, I think at that time, I think the rules have changed now on the West Island Way, but I think at the time you could run with your runner. I I think you could have a support runner from like a Bridge of Orca area to the end. So I ran the last 35 miles um, with Stephen on that race and um, just had a fantastic time supporting. Um, And then the day afterwards, I said, I'm going to join, I'm going to run an ultra this year. I don't know which one it will be. And he suggested the Glen Ogle. Oh yeah,
0: the Glen Ogle 33, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I did that, and the I think it must have been the November time after that in the same year, uh-huh. um, and then just got just got hooked on it. I thought this is great, this is great fun, <laughs> um and that was it. Yeah, hooked after that, I suppose.
0: And how how did that one go then? How did your first ultra go? Did did it go the way you wanted uh, it to? Or?
2: I went went really well. I won it. Oh boy! Yeah, so... <laughs> Couldn't go much better. That's true. <laughs> And I think I broke the course record as well, oh, so amazing. I was really quite chuffed with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that? I suppose that's what. a way to 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 start getting into ultras by breaking the course record, winning it. Um. So then after that, how? Where did you go after that? Did you did you have any other ultras in the bag? Uh, um. I noticed you did. Is it Devil of the Highlands the year after? Was that the second one? I did
2: the Devil of the Highlands the year after, but um. Which, um, but typically, me, I'd been injured for about oh, five, four or five months before that race. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was about four or five months. And then, oh, I think I'd gone and, oh, what happened now? Yeah. I started running again about three or four weeks before the race. And I went to Grand Canaria on holiday. And it just so happened the resort we stayed in was actually in the middle of the hills in Grand Canaria. So I was, ran. Was
0: that, was, was that just a mistake, or was that you planning? planning to oh, have was a this training run it was
2: just pure luck absolutely just pure luck and I, and I ran there for 10 we were there for 10 days and I ran every day in the hills with these um, with the Hawker shoes that was my first pair of Hawkers um, you know the big cushion oh, shoes I think
0: back then uh, they were huge as well weren't they they were like platforms oh
2: I, they were oh they were massive it was yeah. great because I'm quite short okay. so when I put these Hawkers on I felt like a giant
0: yeah. you know? Good, uh, good but date, they were also good, good, good for whatever injury
2: I had <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but they,
2: they, they were good for whatever I think it was a knee injury I had and it, they just seemed to protect the knee really well and I could run all week and I, I must have clocked up about 100 miles I was just like a, a kid in a sweet shop <laughs> running all over the mountains leaving my, my wife and the kids <laughs> to oh, play in no. the pool all day I'm going for a run not <laughs> going back until 5 o'clock in the afternoon
0: oh jeez and and then
2: and then ran the yeah we must have come back holiday and a week later I could a sort of Small taper and then ran the Devil of the Highlands. Um, didn't go particularly well. Uh, what happened? Yeah, I was running with Casey Morgan for the first 20 miles or so, oh, yeah. miles up till we um, got to the Rannoch Moor and he started to pull away in Rannoch Moor. And then by uh, King's House in the bottom of the Devil's Staircase, I was spent. Oh, Completely that's not spent. I hadn't, hadn't run over 20 miles in the last three weeks, but and that's the toughest bit of the race was coming up. And, you know, I don't know how many times I fell, you know, tripped over my platform shoes, <laughs> rocks. and rocks. Yeah. Uh, but I can remember at one point I was lying on the, on the uh, Gru, Yeah, yeah. Laragmoor. Oh, okay. La- lying on the moor having fallen for the 10th time, almost in tears <laughs> with a couple of walkers ahead of me, and I'm screaming at them to see if they were coming to help me get me <laughs> up off the ground. But, um, I managed to finish it I've no idea how I managed to finish that race but um, managed to finish and hold off everybody else and finish second so um, that what? was my second experience of Jeez. ultra and then I swore then never again
0: <laughs> so was that like so obviously that was trail that was a couple of trail ultras um, yeah when was your first road ultra um, so that would
2: have been um, that must have been the Anglo-Celtic Plate in 2016 in Perth, so yeah. nearly three years ago.
0: Yeah. Okay. And that, yeah, that was that's the one we're doing next month, isn't
2: it? That's right. Exact same event. I yeah, so it swaps around each year. Yeah. In the sort of home home uh, countries. So last year it was in Wales. The year before that was England, and then Perth was 2016. So Scotland's turn again to to host it yeah
0: okay. um uh, yep so, so you, I, you, that, that you, was three years ago you did pretty well there you were so again yeah. it was a bit of championships so you were first vet first vet and you were yep. third overall so, <laughs> Absolutely. that's that's amazing like just yeah yeah so so that was like how how did that go then how how was it running 100k on the road versus on the trail Uh
2: well, I hadn't I hadn't run hundred K before, so I haven't been one of these guys that's been able to just go out and progress up the distances, you know. Yeah. I watch I watch uh, peers go mm. do maybe a, a thirty mile race and then they'll go do a fifty K or a fifty mile and they'll jump up into the hundred miles and they're good at it and what have you. I've never been able to do that. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. I've
2: always always been always been injured basically. Oh, God. So I, I, uh, up until more recently I've, I've had a pretty inconsistent career to be honest but um so it was a big step up for me having gone from i think maybe the longest run i'd done was a river airway race which is nearly 38 miles um that's on trail as well but 62 miles or 100k was probably the furthest i had gone um the race itself um yeah the first 50 kilometers uh, James Stewart, who was in the team, and Marco Consani and I had all sort of uh, agreed that we'd probably be running around the same time, so we all kind of helped each other in that first 50 kilometres. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, Marco and James started to tail off, they'd started to have a bit some problems. Um, James around the 50k mark, and Marco maybe just after that, and I'd started to run on my own after that, and then I think I started hitting my own issues probably about 70 kilometres or so. Um, and I thought this is it. I'm finished. And I think like, I was in second place at, at 50k, and I dropped. Did I drop two spots? Did I drop into fourth? I think maybe even fifth. I can't remember. Yeah. I dropped a few spots anyway. But I thought I'm just going to finish this. You know, this is my first Scotland vest. I was delighted to finally pick up a, you know, a Scotland vest. If you like. Yeah. Uh, um, at what age I was? What 43? I think I was. And uh, I thought, you know, this is great. It doesn't matter what happens in the race. Um, you know, just finish it and then you'll you you know, you'll have done yourself proud. And um I remember my wife was going around and uh she she's terrifying at the best of times, so <laughs> she was scream she was screaming at me to get a move on and what have you. And um I think Aunt Clark from England was closing me down as well. He was running really well. Yeah. So he was closing me down and I was gonna lose another spot. But then um the support team gave me a bottle of flat Coca-Cola. Okay with about Four or five laps to go, yeah, and I was dying a death on my feet. I thought I'm gonna be able to walk this in, but I'll finish it. And I don't know what happened, and I'm not suggesting we all start drinking Coca Cola because let's be honest, it's not really that good for you, no. But <laughs> that it... flat Coca Cola was like a, a, a shot of whatever you know, a <laughs> shot of pharmaceuticals because. <laughs> I absolutely started tearing it up these last four kilometres. I gone from eight and a half minute miles, if you like, right down to six and a half minute miles. Oh my word! With legs, yeah, with, yeah, with, with legs that felt like they were had had lead in them for the last the previous ten miles, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, caught up the spaces, the, the places that I'd lost, and ended up finishing third. Um, and I put it down to that, that, that Coca Cola and my support crew. Um, who were there at the times, you know, just giving me that at the right moment. Um, I, and yeah. I just just held off Ant-Clark. Um, I, I think, think it was maybe 30, second, 30 seconds between us in that race, so...
0: Yeah, I'm just looking yeah. at the results just now. It was, yeah, you're literally half a minute off, you know, I set just seven hours of, of running and half a minute behind. It's... <sighs> That's, uh, that's that's yeah. something that's some going to to hold them off and I think Marco was was a a minute a minute behind you there as well so yeah kudos to pulling it up but so what you think obviously the coke you know coke it's interesting you say that because I I remember um, in fact I was it was this year I was doing the Cornhill Highland Games and Don Ritchie was there it was it was only about three or four weeks before he died and I asked him. Uh, you know what, what would you what advice would you give me and the thing he said was was coca-cola <laughs> um Did he? So, yeah yeah so that's what he was having so if if don ritchie if, if it's good enough for don ritchie it's, it's good enough for you so
2: there you go oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely i think some of the old school ultra runners knew exactly what they were doing i think um we're all a bit lost taking our super gels and yeah uh, f- fancy hydro gels and <laughs> And you and Amy and they were just anti digestive biscuits with Coca-Cola. You
0: yeah, know? I think you're you're right. You know, it's I think stripping it all back and actually looking at what you actually need and is is probably important and I I think as well, we probably know what we're something that we need to be doing as as athletes, especially ultra runners, is is to train your body and find out what actually works for you. So um, but yeah I think um, for for Perth there'll be there'll be a lot of Coca-Cola being bought for the for the for for, for the Scottish team eh <laughs> or Iron uh, Brew definitely. Iron Brew. maybe even that but although
2: it's I've tried that yeah. I, yeah low, low shooter content now, yeah
0: we'll go for the Coca-Cola <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah yeah
0: okay so yeah that's um, that's great like so that was your first kind of 100k race and then and af-
2: was
0: after that you you, you you then you then went back the following year, is that is that right?
2: Um I was selected the following year. Yep. So that would be when it was in hull. But um I was having real Achilles tendon problems, so um a few weeks before it I had to pull out. There was just no way I could risk risk um injuring it further or rupturing it or whatever. So I just I pulled out so I wasn't I didn't race. Didn't race much in 2017.
0: I don't think I actually was injured for most of the year. Yeah, I've noticed that. Oh, a couple of couple of races you you, you did, but not much. So what, I think that's a good a good segue an in injury. Then. So like how, what? How? What do you think you've you know why why have you had so many injuries? Do you know why it is, or is it just do you think it's just i un, unlucky, or do you do 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 you do what I do and run on the ice and hope for the best or. <laughs>
2: Um, I, I think it's a combination of things. Um, um, maybe, maybe I think some people are genetically probably a lot better than I am.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, um, weathering injuries or whatever, or not getting them. And I think maybe I've got a wee bit of a a weakness or a weak bit in my DNA somewhere. You know, that <laughs> makes me a wee bit more prone to injuries than other people. And I think also there's been a lot of my training mistakes and things like that I've made over the years that. Um, you know, going I don't know, not to a hundred miles a week or whatever in the space of a month or whatever. It's just not been the right thing to do, and ended up um, picking up another injury or or not managing it properly when you should have managed it, and then maybe just backing off a little bit and yeah. keeping soldiering on. And you know, we're all kind of what do you call them? Type A's, Type A people. Most most runners are, yeah. and. Um, you sometimes you sometimes just try and plough through things when the actual fact you should really just take a bit of a rest, I take think, a few days off. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not, you're not gonna turn into Homer Simpson in two or three days, so just take it easy for a few days and let it settle. Um I think there's probably a I, I think I'm still guilty of that to be honest, but um I've kind of learned a wee bit more over the last few years of how to try and manage injuries a wee bit better. I um,
0: think it, it's. But so- I mean, so easy just to i think it's instilled in in ultra runners to just keep running like you know it's even even when you shouldn't and i i i find this you know you see every all the all the social media and all these ultra runners are going out for big epic runs and it's so easy just to get caught up in that and say i want to do that too but really Uh, i shouldn't be (laughs) so
2: i try and stay away from that i mean i don't use strava and um my training's not online. I mean, I, I mean, it is online, but it's not, it's not, you can't see it, you know, it's not publicly visible. So, yeah, I just, I, you know, can I see who can pee up the wall the highest? There's just no
0: matter what <laughs> So i totally agree. There's uh, some of the, some of the things, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, I don't mind looking at Strava, but I find it very difficult to, to keep up to date and with, with what's going on. And I, I just like the feeling of just going out for a run and not having to wear anything um and yeah and yeah but i i do like it and just to see how what my progress is but you know it's not to say that you can't just use strava for for your own diary but uh but like yeah uh-huh. a, a lot of people go oh you know you're you're thinking you put your post up you put your your run up people are oh i didn't do your it, that session wasn't as good as a, i i thought he could run and you're just like well no it's just I've got a reason I'm doing the session at this pace, and some people just don't understand that. And they're like, "Oh, he hasn't done that much mileage. Oh, how's he? Is he running? You know, it's just, uh, is he is he injured? He hasn't been put, putting up anything recently. <laughs> I
2: know. Oh God, yeah. Anyway, so you could end up just stalking people all the time. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's it. It's become a fairly crazy obsession, you know. But. And that that time that you're stalking people, you could just be going out for a bloody run yourself, you know. <laughs> I, know I know, doing
2: something else, more constructive.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll 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 move away from Strava. We could talk about that all day. <laughs> so in terms of um the the so you, I think we'll we'll, we'll go into this, last year. You had an amazing year last year. And so how how I old are you, how old were you last year then? Is it 45, 44, 45?
2: Yeah, I turned uh, turned 46 in September. The, yeah, um, September the fourth there. So uh, yeah, I was yeah 45, 46 yeah. last
0: year. And so that was your first GB international vest, um, oh. and and that was at the World 100km Championships in Croatia. So just um, That's right. in in the run up to to the World Championships, tell us a bit a bit about your training, how it how it all came up, how it all came to to fruition uh, at the British 100k champs.
2: Well, I suppose you'll we'll have to probably rewind back to 2017. Right. Actually, um, so I'd had a long injury. I had an Achilles problem to start with, and then I got eventually got back running. I picked up plantar fasciitis. I don't know if you've ever had that, but that is horrific.
0: I've never actually um, heard. I've I've never had it, but I, I would hate to. Oh,
2: it's it awful. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that. I had it for seven months. I didn't run a step for seven months in 2017 because of it. It was absolutely awful. Trying to get rid of it, doing everything you possibly could, spending money on fringe um, medical treatments and things like that just to try and get rid of it, and it just wouldn't go. Eventually, an old uh, podiatrist friend I went to school with, who's now a podiatrist, uh, messaged me over Facebook. She must have felt really sorry for me. (laughs) Um, Me. Me moaning all the time on Facebook about plantar fasciitis and say, look, do these stretches. And I did them religiously. She said, you know, do them, do them up to six times a day. Um, okay. These various stretches and, and I said, how am I going to fit that in? Now yeah. I was in the toilet at my work, disappearing into the loo, stretching <laughs> these bits out and all that just to try and get rid of it. And you know, it was in two weeks I was back running.
3: right
2: wow. and I wish, I wish I'd gone to speak to her, you know, seven months prior to that, but. Um, you never know whether it was that or all the other things, maybe just the accumulation of it. Yeah. But anyway, in that seven months, I had kind of, I'd kind of picked up with um, Paul Giblin. You know, Paul Giblin. is a bit of coaching and what have you. And I'd, yeah. I'd been kind of speaking back and forward with Paul because I, I was kind of interested. I watched all the guys that he trains. Um, you know, like um, James Stewart, obviously West Highland Way winner. Yeah. Um, GB internationalist. Um, the sort of Connolly brothers and Davey Gow, and you know, all these kind of guys that are running really well yeah. and running really consistently. And you know, I've never been coached really since I was a kid. And I thought, I wonder if I could just sneak into that train of success that they're having. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up picked up with Paul, and um, he immediately just cut everything I was doing into threads and started from scratch again in September, yeah, September 2017. And um and changed my training quite dramatically actually from what it had been over the previous years. Um and then that kinda kinda set the ball rolling really into the British Championships in twenty eighteen. Okay. Uh down in Wales, which I actually won.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
2: that was that was the kind of start of the the GBE um the sort of thoughts of making a GB team. I hadn't ran the qualifying time, so the qualifying time for the for the team for the GB was the GB team was, I think 6:55 last year, and Ant and I had ran, Anthony Clark, that was, yeah. had ran seven hours seven hours dead, and um, one of the selectors had said to us, you know, just put your name in for the team anyway because there might be another few guys in there um, who are a fair bit quicker than you guys. But they might take you along as part of the team, you know, because they're they're open to. It's not it's not a strict fifty five, you know. If, yeah. if they think you might be able to capable of it, then there's a chance you might be selected.
0: Yeah. yeah. But we yeah. never
2: really thought never thought any more about it. Never thought anything about it. And then um, after comrades, um, which happened in June, Steve Way ran an absolute blinder. He did, didn't he? Yeah. I did, uh, and he was immediately selected as part of the hundred K team. I think but off that and I think off the back of Steve's phenomenal comrades time and position, um, the selectors decided to take a team to the to the hundred K champs and Anthony and myself, um, along with Lee Grantham and uh Steve Way were selected as part of that team and I was just absolutely over the moon, you know. Forty five year old. I was gonna be forty six yeah. by the time the by the time the World Championships came along and I was picking up my first um First ever GB vest. I was just absolutely ecstatic and delighted about it. It was another one of those pinch me moments to see if it was actually true or not. <laughs> did you um
0: did you ever expect you know to to be aiming for a GB team or was that ever in your wildest dreams or were you were you just like, you know, was was it just you, you thought maybe um you know, your age or was that ever did that ever come into your mind that it would ever happen or um see.
2: I'll, I'll be honest with you, Kyle. I actually don't even consider my age as a problem. Yeah. Um, I know it will. It will be at some point. I think you know maybe when I reach the big five oh, things will maybe start to slide dramatically for me. But at this moment in time, you know, I can keep up with the guys that are in their twenties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody's age bothers me. I don't. I don't go into a race and go, oh, they're thirty. Yeah. I'm stuffed. <laughs> cause I'm sixteen years older than them. You know, I don't think about it like that. Um I just think about it as well. They're just another competitor, just like I am. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think that, yeah, um, that's an
0: amazing attitude sorry. to have. Um, you know, because I think
2: you,
0: you look at you look at a lot of other athletes and not just age, but even gender now. You know, and some of the especially in the ultra scene, the age really oh. isn't a factor at all, and even even gender isn't a factor in some of these events. And no,
2: like, I just look at Jasmine Parises. Yeah, race. That's yeah, phenomenal. And, or, Camille your Camille Haring, yeah. It's Cody DeWalter.
0: I, I think a lot of people's mindsets are so traditional, and oh, you're you're that age. You'll never be able to do that. And even oh, uh, the guy who did Tarawira, he did the hundred mile race. Um, what's his name? He's an American guy. He's he's I think he's in his fifties, and he's still right. beating everyone. He's still one of the the top guys. Well, in there's the,
2: a guy called uh, Jeff Browning.
0: Yeah, that's the guy. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, he's yeah.
2: the same age. He's maybe a year older than me, and he's yeah. still killing it on yeah. things yeah. like Western States and what have you. Exactly. He's still making yeah. the top ten in Western States. I think he, he won. The,
0: did he? He was.
2: Did he win the Hard Rock this year?
0: I think he. I'm not sure. Did he? He, he, he might have. He might well have done. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's a great attitude to have, and it's it's quite refreshing to hear that. And I I think a lot of listeners will hopefully take 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 note of that as well, because you know you're. Age isn't a, a, a barrier if you you do the right training. You listen to your body, and you, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I'm I'm lecturing here. I'm I'm only thirty three, so I'm I'm hoping I'm <laughs> I'm am uh, I'm still in GB teams when I'm your age, but or even the Scottish teams. But we'll see how things go.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. and you know I, you know I still harbour dreams of a, you know I've, I ran two thirty one for a marathon when I was oh, what age was I? been thirty six, I think. Yeah. Okay. And. And, and since then I've been injured, or I've started uh, picking up more ultra marathons rather than concentrating on road marathons. But I still harbour a wee a wee dream of running that sub two thirty at some point. Yeah. You know, I think I've, I think I've definitely over the last couple of years, um, I think I've definitely been in shape to, to worry that PB. Yeah. You know, so I think maybe I mean I maybe speak to Paul maybe about trying a road marathon maybe later on in the year and then just settling that one. Whether I can do it or not, I don't know, but just give it a good go. And, you know, if I don't do it, I don't do it. You know, it's not a, not a major problem, but um I'll have fun trying, you know. You
0: and, uh, you and Tom can hook up for a sub-230 marathon training. There we go. It's a great idea. <laughs> i'm quite tall? Because
2: I quite like to hide behind people that are tall, especially Tom, it's
0: windy. Tom's not that tall. He's a, well, he's a bit Nothing, my height, so probably not. <laughs> Although he does, uh, I, I take the mick out of him, he does bounce a lot when he runs, but Maybe that. Perfect. So you might be able to hide behind him with, with that bounce he's got, but I know he's going to hate <laughs> me saying that. But I don't care. He's he's not on the show to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh me. Well, that, yeah. So let's go back to the yeah. You, you you listen. How did the world champs go then? So you got in the team, and um, yeah, I'm sure the the all the all the things that go go with the team. Um, it must have been. Pretty impressive, you know. Quite exciting to, uh, to go along, and um, the re- the event was in Croatia, wasn't it? Is that right?
2: It was in yeah. uh, northern Croatia, um, don't don't um, uh, Sveti de Martin, I think something like that. Um, it was a lovely part of the country, um, and uh, they had great weather and what have you. But the whole the whole experience was just out of this world. I've never experienced anything like that. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, the, from the sort of team management side of it to um, the sort of event management and the way the athletes were treated and all this kind of thing, you were kind of treated a wee bit like royalty. It was it was uh, it was superb. Absolutely loved the whole weekend. Um, the race didn't go particularly brilliant for me. Uh, made some real schoolboy errors thinking that my hydration and nutrition approach would that worked at the British Championships earlier that year. Trying to do the same thing, the World Championships, because it was a tried and tested. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, I just did not take on enough fluids uh, or sustenance at all. Okay. And I think I was running, run ran quite well until about sixty-five kilometers, and then I felt a kind of a strange kind of deadening of the legs, and I thought, oh, here's the pain coming. You know, that kind of 50 to 100 kilometre pain that you, you, you go into yeah, and you just have it's just like a suffer fest how long can you suffer this pain for is really how it works oh, and I felt that week in a deadening coming and I thought right that's okay then all of a sudden it was just major cramp almost everywhere uh, it felt like it was even at the base of my back and everything I was cramping at the base of my back it was just oh, yeah. lack of fluids and lack of uh, you name it lack of, lack of fluids lack of food and I just made a major major mistake with that yeah. and then um, but you know, uh, as dogged as I am, I wanted to finish it and I wanted to make sure I finished it. And, uh, I mean, once you take on fluids, I mean, I could take on as much as I wanted. It's still too late. You know, You, you should have, I should have been taking it on at 10 kilometres, at 20 kilometres, at 30 kilometres, but I had been uh, taking on enough. And um, by the time 65, 70 kilometres came, you know, I was just making sure I was going to finish it. So um, I finished it okay. I mean, I finished in about, I think, 17... Seven, Seven eighteen something like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: slowest hundred k that I would ran, but you know I still finished it, and I was quite happy to,
0: I think, to complete it. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. It, it just goes as well because you're in a team as well. You know you haven't. It's not just about you anymore. It's it's about everyone no. else. So. To, to no, you're put... absolutely right.
2: But the team, because the team, unfortunately, the team had pretty bad luck because Steve Way got injured prior to the hundred k, and he had to pull out. So there was only left with three of us, and there was only three to count. And um Lee Grantham, who's he's a 6.40, 640 guy, um uh, pretty rapid and yeah. would have been up there with the best on the day, but he didn't have a good day at all and he eventually pulled out at about 30-40 forty kilometres I think as well. Okay. So the team thing the team thing was gone for yeah. us. Yeah. Um and Anthony Anthony Clark ran an absolute blinder of a race. Uh he finished in eighth position, right. I think it was. Yeah. Eighth or ninth and six forty three, I think he ran. He had a brilliant race. Um so I mean, at least you could we could we could take that away from the from the weekend. Yeah, I right. had and had a blind of a race regardless of how the rest of us got on.
0: I hope Anthony's not doing next month, is he?
2: <laughs> no, I think he's uh, I think he's running uh Manchester Marathon, ah, okay. And then uh, all all roads lead to Durban and Peters Marisburg in South Africa for comrades.
0: Wow. Oh amazing. Oh that'd be yeah. oh. Well, yeah, let's go back to the world champs then. So, um, in terms of the, 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 I just want to touch on fueling, and so you obviously got fueling wrong because of the, you know, the heat and, you know, I'm sure it was mainly the heat. So, so what what do you, what what would you, what would be the lessons that you would take from that then in terms of fueling and your your fueling strategy from when it's a hot hot conditions to maybe something like Perth. Would, would, would things change in terms of what you would take or were you taking gels or were you was it mainly sports drinks or
2: yeah so um so active root look after me yeah um, i know you've had george on the show at one point and maybe you've actually had them on a couple of times um i yeah, just so active... the,
0: just the ones so far i think in Is fact it... maybe have we i think it's the ones at the moment yeah but I'm sure we we'll have yep. to get him back on. <laughs>
2: absolutely, but you can. I think um, as much as ActiveRoots a brilliant product, and I absolutely love it. But um, if you make the mistake of not having enough of it, you're going to suffer.
0: Yeah, okay. And I think,
2: and I think uh, that was my mistake was that yeah in Perth, or I wasn't taking, I, wasn't, I didn't use ActiveRoot in Perth, but I certainly used it at the British Championships in Wales last year, and um, it wasn't. It was a pretty cold day, so I didn't need as much of it, and I took it on every. second lap or so so maybe every four miles but at the world championships i was doing exactly the same and in actual fact i should have had it every two miles and i should have been taking a lot more fluid on and um um, i don't know about you but i i I get really fed up with gels and i can't uh, eventually can't take them on and i'll pick them up from the aid stations and I'll take a mouthful of it, and then and in Croatia they were starting to get warm. Oh,
0: There's nothing nothing worse I than a warm can't. gel. <laughs> that
2: sounds brutal. It was brutal, oh. and I just didn't want it in my mouth. It felt absolutely dreadful, and I wasn't taking them on. I was basically chucking them in the in the waste bins and thinking I'll just keep taking active route. But then, uh, what happened in the first thirty kilometres? I think I stopped three or two or three times to the toilet. Okay. Because I'd been, and I thought I don't need any more fluid in my body. That's what I thought. So I stopped take. I stopped taking on water. Um, but in actual fact, in hindsight, you know, a couple of more pee stops would have actually been preferential to what actually happened later in oh, the no. race for me.
3: Oh.
2: hobbling along with cramp all over my all over my body. So uh, yeah, I I, I, I maybe uh, that's a lesson learned for yeah. me is just keep to keep taking on fluids and and just keep taking on keep taking on food and fluids all the way through yeah and then so i've been kind of i've been this time round i've been kind of experimenting with different stuff um um different products as well i mean i actively always take but in terms of uh gels and chews and um other sort of more solid foods um, i've been experimenting with a wee bit more different stuff this time to see how it works so yeah. hopefully fingers crossed it'll it'll be okay yeah, so we're not gonna get not gonna get thirty
0: degrees in Perth in, nah. in a in a, in a Scottish March. So <laughs> yeah, you, you never know, eh? But hopefully not. God, imagine that the blow-ups that will happen. Jeez, I know. <laughs> Everyone's I know. like screaming out for water and Oh no. Well, yeah, I'm sure it won't be. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that sounds pretty good. So in terms of the yeah the the hundred K champs in, in Croatia, so. I am I right in thinking that every two years is a hundred k event? Is that right? Yeah, I
2: yeah. think the next one's twenty twenty. Uh, I think we we just heard. I think they normally swapped them between a European champs and a and a World champs. But I, I think they haven't found anywhere for a for a European champs for twenty nineteen. So ah, there
0: wasn't okay. any this
2: year, unfortunately. Yeah, that's
0: so,
2: a shame. Ah,
0: so yeah, twenty twenty is the next one. Yeah. Ah, we well, uh, we'll, we'll we'll try and give that a go then, eh? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying this might be my last 100k road race, my first and last. <laughs> <laughs> Going I'm round. Sure and, well. I, I want to, I want to, and I mentioned it before. I want to talk about running laps of because you've obviously done it. I've never ran laps of 2.3k laps for 100 km Now, how, what, what on earth is? Firstly, why is why are we doing it in laps, 2.3k laps, and secondly, how on earth do you cope with that? <laughs>
2: Um, uh, I suppose the first to answer the first question about why we're we doing laps is uh, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I, I, I suppose a hundred k on the road, I don't know. You maybe need to close off some roads and what have you that cost a fortune. Where
0: awesome, we, yeah.
2: in, in Perth, you'll just be you'll be sharing the you'll be sharing the the, the park with probably the Sunday afternoon um, pub football league and uh, dog walkers <laughs> and anybody else who wants to go for a stroll mm-hmm. on a Sunday afternoon in a first park um, oh. but I suppose you, you know you don't need any you don't need to close roads um, you can keep track of everybody pretty well um, so I, suppose I suppose that's it would, why, it is, it why it would spikes. be more
0: spectator friendly as well
2: ah it is and you get a cheer every, you know, every 2.3 kilometres you'll get a good cheer from the support area it's actually a really good atmosphere. You'll really enjoy it, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, the, the sort of camaraderie amongst everybody doing it, and that is it's something pretty special. So, um, I'm sure you'll you'll have a great time. I,
0: I, that's if, uh, the last ultra run I did was uh, that 80 mile race, and I don't I don't really want to be walking around doing laps, you know. So I'm I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's better than that. But yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it, Rob.
2: I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be a wee bit better prepared
0: for this one though than you were for eight miles. Well, if I'm not, I'm, I I quit I quit ultra. I'm going back <laughs> to 10Ks. <laughs> oh.
1: Thanks, Kyle, for that. Another great a great interview. I look forward to listening to it. And thanks <laughs> very number. much, Rob. I look, for, I look forward to listening to part two as well next next week, listeners. So another great interview
0: that. that Tom's not listened to yet. Eh?
1: Well, only because you've only just uploaded it to the our shared drive today. So I will, uh, I will listen to it before it's gone out. So, grand. Uh, so that's um, we have got Rob back next week, as I say. Moving on to some running news, then. Um,
0: oh, sorry, I over. I spoke over you there, Tom. Go for uh, it. just on the same theme, we we have got a couple of uh, a couple of oh, no, just couple Of folk who've been picked for the World 24 Hour Team for the Team GB, um, wow. and that is James Stewart, who's also going to be the team, uh, the 100k Scottish team for next month, and uh, Grant McDonald as well, who got a mention a, a, a few episodes ago with his uh, awesome 24 hour win in qualification time in Barcelona. So, congratulations to Grant and congratulations to James as well. I believe that's James. This is going to be. James Stewart's first twenty four hour event, so good luck with the training there, mate.
1: Fantastic. It looks to be uh, Yeah, it looks to, it'll be exciting to watch that. Other news we've got the uh, this weekend is the we talked about this race before, it's the Armor Road races in Northern Ireland and Scotland as always are sending a team to that. So in the women's team we've got Steph Twell, Kerry McCangus who we mentioned had a very good run at the British Champs indoors, and Eloise Walker, N Bracey. In the, the men's team, we've got Adam Craig, who also mentioned a, a strong one at the 3K, Luke Caldwell, Luke Trainer, so interesting to see Luke over that sort of distance, and Jamie Williamson. And this week, we've also had James Donald from Dundee Hawks added to the lineup. So a strong Scottish team going over there, and we, uh, we look forward to, to um, talking about those results next week. So good luck to yeah. l- any of you if you do listen.
0: I think um, JB Williamson's been forced to withdraw. I don't know uh, why. It? it could be an injury, or um, so Is that James why James, Don- ah, J- okay. James Donald stepping in, and he's an under twenty-three. So I think with the the Scottish um, with the Scottish selection, they always they usually want to have an under twenty-three in the team, um, which gives them that you know the the juniors that that transition from junior to senior, that extra opportunity okay. to. Uh, hit the ranks so that's a really strong team though i mean you know james oh, yeah. donald's running well i mean you've got adam Luke trainer adam craig i mean they're all sub 30 guys sub oh yeah low 29s so i mean Luke. so so 5k i mean that the the 5k race in the market, that's Stacked. by far the the, the the fastest 5k you're going to get one of the fastest in europe i would i would say
1: oh yeah yeah, so. international field. So yeah, very uh, interested too.
0: Is there any other folk who who are going, who's going along to the the event? You know, without the Scottish vest, do you know? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know myself of anyone who's going over. I know a few people have talked big big guns about going over, but it's all those one of those. It's one of those races. You always say, oh, I would love to do the armor 5k, and then it gets to January, and you're like, wow, <laughs> I'm <not laughs> gonna go to Northern Ireland for a 5k race. I'll just do the partner no. instead. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, hey, you can get some fast part runs out there.
1: I tell you what. Speaking of fast part runs, I guess this is not news, but it's kind of racist. I'll talk about it now. So this weekend is the uh, so uh, Miles Edwards, the local uh, runner up here. You'll know he's former 1500 meter champion, friend of the show. He is a uh, is a charity which Miles runs, the Katimba Edwards Foundation. It's their charity uh, dinner this weekend, and actually they, he's got a couple of celebs coming over and. They'll be smacking down at the Hazelhead Park Run. So this weekend at the Hazelhead Park Run, we're going to have uh, Miles himself running with Gideon Gatimba, who has a is a course record holder there.
0: Yes, I mean I've got to say the Hazelhead Park Run is not. I mean I was I was actually running on it today, and I always start and I'm like, fuck fucking hell. It's like up a <laughs> massive hill. Like in his time, the five k times fourteen forty.
1: It's outrageous.
0: And it's like a cross country of course. And I'm like, okay, I mean the first half's slightly uphill and then the second half's down. But I mean if you if you're not warmed up for that event you can really struggle yes. on that base. I I, I I don't know how you can run a 14-40 in that course, even if you're Mo Farah. I just don't know how you can do it. So
1: it'll be interesting to see how he runs that. And also, Dave Moorcroft is coming up and he's running, is former he? British 3K record holder. So we'll see how oh, he amazing.
0: gets on. Wow. He won't be as fast as uh, back in his old days. But no. yeah, I, I, when he was up last year, I remember catching, I think it was last year, two years ago, we caught up with him. And uh, yeah, it's good good to see these guys uh, yeah. supporting the event. Really good to see. and. A lot of money's raised for for a, a well worthy charity, uh, oh, because, them the them Edwards Foundation. So, yeah, yeah enjoy the enjoy the, the the shindig, Tom. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you get get some interviews in there.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Don't you okay, worry. Take, There's a couple take, lined up. Take your snowball, will you? <laughs> 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 Awkwardly
0: take your snowball and just stick it I in just, people's faces. Well,
1: you know I would say? I would say I just put it on the dinner table. But the table I'm sitting at is. Is uh is the likes of uh Russell Strachan, Chris Richardson, Ben Ward, uh, Hamish Battle. These you know these are the Metro Metro guys. Rob Taylor, our chairman, will be there. So it's it's going to be the it's there's a lot of uh Metro Metro type uh committee type people. So I think okay the banner uh, the, uh, might, the, the might not be quite safe for uh for TRS.
0: Yeah, very very. Trimming proper table, that eh?
1: Well, yeah.
0: That. <laughs> ah, well, that'll, that'll be good to. Well, enjoy that then when it comes, but make, make sure you don't do anything silly in the dance floor. <laughs> well, chat near yours.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, other news. What else have we got? So
0: that's it, about it in terms of news, Tom, uh, we're, yeah. we are going to mention there was record entries for the national cross country uh, that came out in the Scottish Athletics news calendar today, which is great. But we will chat about that next week, as I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. there's the Chapleton of Elsick. So we, we got a, a wee message in promoting this event. So it's the Chapleton of Elsick 10K. Do you know anything about that, Tom?
1: I do. So Chapleton, so Chapleton of Elswick is a is a sort of new town outside of Aberdeen. It's one of these uh, cool new developments, really well planned and structured. It's a, anyway a nice. I've town. Never, I've this. never heard
0: of the no, so it, well, nice town. Well, that's because it's
1: only it's only about three years old. This town. It's a new. It's you know literally built a new town. It's anyway. It's, it's a cool wee place. They organised a ten k last year for the first time, um, and yeah, it's, it's happening again. So it's an un, it's a multi terrain race um and through this uh, the Elsick House House estate uh and it, yeah it's it's a 10k it's a summer race i think it's on a saturday so get involved um if you're in the the northeast area it's it's well worth a um a run and we yeah our man Cameron Strachan, he won it last year the inaugural race for the men's course record 34 35 and and Sarah Milner northeast metro runner 43 14 so central belters Get up for this one this is uh this is worth uh worth a travel it's a lovely race you can enter it on entry central and uh, yeah we'll be uh i'm I'm actually hoping to run it so we'll talk a bit about it near the time but it's certainly one to to right. check out online I would love to
0: do it, but I think I'll get a slap from Debbie if I do it the babies do that that day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah maybe pass oh, sorry I,
0: sorry debbie i'm just away to do the Chapelton of l ten k uh I, i'll miss the the, the birth of our, our newborn
1: yeah but you might come on with a trophy though you know that'll be fine yeah,
0: is that, that, that's okay I think that balances out i suppose i think so i yep. should have
1: mentioned actually so yeah it's the 14th of july which is kyle's d-day and uh it's it's...
0: Four days before
1: okay sorry so close enough though you're on Red Alert. Anyway, so fourteenth of July, and it, this year it will be. Uh, it's got a Scottish Athletics license as well, so um, all the more reason to sign up.
0: Definitely. So right, moving on to other events that are coming up. Um, I say events. It's not really an event. It's uh, the club night. So we've got a new. Well, it's, it's a an event within our event, uh, podcast.
1: It's a feature.
0: It's a feature. That's or not a work. segment. That's a like. segment. Yeah. So we're we're really improving this show now. We are adding lots of content. We did a, a wee bit of kit reviewing and I noticed uh, Tom's taken that out, so he obviously doesn't want to speak about his Pegasus.
1: No, further uh, down.
0: Oh, further down. Well, we'll see how much time we've got. We've yeah, got but... to, we've got to crack on tonight, and we'll tell you about, we'll tell you the reason why you have to crack on. That's why right. I've moved it down. Yeah, like it. So you spoke to someone in Dundee Hawk Hill Harriers, is that right? I don't yeah, know. So, so so had I, to, yeah,
1: so I, yeah yeah, so I spoke to Billy Gibson, who's one of the senior members and well-known runner from Dundee Hawks, so this uh, the idea of this segment is just to put a spotlight on some clubs across Scotland, so I won't tee up too much, but if you are keen for your club to for us to speak to your club and tell us about the club, the history, what your sessions are, how you would get involved, then give us a shout on on one of our email or Facebook, but certainly um, yeah, it was good to catch up with Billy, so here we go. Joined tonight by Dundee Hawk Hill Harrier Billy Gibson. Hello, Billy. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So, thank you for joining us in the first ever club night on uh, on TRS. So, obviously, you're you're a Dundee Hawks runner. I'm well known on the circuit by many of us other Scottish club runners. So, tell us about Dundee Hawks. Um, well,
4: certainly, when I, you asked me to do this, I had a quick look through the website. And actually, it surprised me just some of the history that we've got in the club. Um, so looking back, it was started way back in 1889, so it effectively makes us one of the oldest clubs in Scotland. Um, and it's actually went since then, other than a couple of times, just where the First World War and the Second World War kind of got in the road. Okay. Um, I suppose it started, and it's actually quite interesting. It was in the Hawk Hill area, Dundee, which I don't know if you know Dundee, it's where a lot of the pubs and the student pubs and that are now. Okay. But the original meeting place was actually in a pub. <laughs> um, so um, from being a fit, healthy looking at sort of athletics it came from uh, sorry, guys meeting for the drink and thinking like, we'll just go for a run um, and obviously moving on from there I was thinking sort of, what's sort of happened the history of the club how it's developed and
1: I mean, moving you the, on sort of, you, the, you must be yeah. the biggest the biggest club in Dundee are you? well yeah.
4: <laughs> we're probably the most famous um, the Dundee Roadrunners, um, they're also in Dundee as well. Um, and they've seen really huge sorry, from the seniors' point of view and um, growth into that sort of area there. Um I suppose Hawks are still seen as if you'll turn up to training, maybe see one of your Elish and it maybe scares a few
3: folk. <laughs> right. off,
4: um, thinking who they're going to be training with. Um we're trying to kinda of break that down a bit and we're actually seen a bit of a improvement with getting folk from um, the kids section to the okay. helpers now taking part in sort of things like cross-country and things so that's actually one of our areas that's I guess growth in the seniors
3: um, but,
1: yeah we've
4: got about five six hundred members and um, from juniors all the way up to 80 wow. year old guys still
1: competing ok ah big numbers then so you talk yeah. about training so tell us where, where where do the Hawks train and what's a, a standard training sort of session that the Hawks do
4: Um. so Officially, our base is um, Caird Park. Um, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. driven through Dundee recently, though, but Care Park's a bit of a building site at the moment. Yes. And we've been displaced. Um, it's the regional performance centres going in there, and the Hawks are going to be part of one of the performance clubs that will be part of that.
3: Okay.
4: Um, so we're getting a brand-new track. Wow. It's um, going to be a velodrome in there, indoor sprint um, area as well, and um, specialist gyms and things. Um, football is going to be a big part of it um, as well. It's got in, indoor football pitch and things in there, but yeah, it's exciting times and it will be opening in sort of September this year. But, wow! Um, that
1: happens. Fantastic. Um, at the moment, that's causing a bit of
4: problems. We're a bit displaced now, so you'll see the Hawks kind of, you know, various different places uh, around like Dundee. But um, yeah, still managed to keep numbers up um, during this period.
1: And what? So in terms of your club nights, what are uh, nights to the the Hawks train?
4: a jog Scotland group on a Monday and Tuesday for the seniors is the big
1: Classic sort of classic sort of club week then, and what in terms of the training? So what is tell us uh, if if you had to describe it somewhat one of the classic hawk sessions? What what is it and where is it? session and in terms of um, races what do you the Hawks organize any races in Dundee through the season Tops one's one that many uh, I know a few boys have been down for, is that, is that a Friday night am I right in saying it's
4: a Friday night yeah, so yeah That's one of the few ones you think on a Friday night it's um, half past seven come down and so we broke the record last year I think we had about 130
1: folk turn up on a Friday night nice. and, and around the hills around the I need you keep an eye on for that so in terms of um, so that's, that's interesting I didn't quite realise you organised so many hill races so hill races you've got a lot of endurance runners you mentioned track um, so it's a club that covers all bases really that, but being a big
4: club, sometimes it's got its challenges trying to get everybody involved. But it's almost at that, that nice stage where everybody seems to know each other. It's a friendly club, and
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, the groups generally do interact fairly well together. So yeah, it's, sometimes you worry the bigger the club gets, the harder it is to keep us <laughs> happy. But we seem to be doing that at the moment.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I've always obviously we see you out in in force at the across the road and country circuit. In terms of so seeing, so one thing I should open with, so tell So the Hawks are it's a blue and white quartered vest. Oh uh, yes. Uh. Classic, very good. So keep an eye for that. So just one more thing before I let you go. Then, so tell us an interesting fact about Dundee Hawks.
4: Um, I suppose. Oh, having listened to your podcast before, um, and it was I think around the Christmas time, you were wondering about races the cyclists versus harriers. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that before. Um, when I actually went back through our history and looked at websites and things, we were one of the first clubs to actually produce one of these. and there's still a race that's ongoing and Dundee, Cyclists Against the Harriers, but it dates back all the way to nineteen thirty four. Um so I can imagine it would be a completely different race now compared <laughs> to the technology and the bikes and things now. Um but certainly it's, it's between that and I
1: think they one of the first clubs that I've had a female section as well. Oh right, very good. It's very um, appropriate at the moment with all the, the sort of equality discussions that are going on. That's great. So the bike and the bike one, that's as i said, say I'd never heard of it until we came across that one recently. So that's cool to know that there's there's uh, there's, there's Dundee roots in that as well.
3: Yeah,
1: very good. Well, Billy, thank you very much for your time. Good luck for the rest of your season and uh, and we know you've got the London Marathon coming up. So keep an eye out for you there and um, we'll see you around soon. Brilliant. thanks for inviting me on your show. No worries. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Okay,
0: Fantastic, Tom. Fan- an amazing interview. Thanks for that, Billy. I do believe Billy's a, a big fan of the show, so, uh, yeah, amazing to-, to hear that. I haven't actually heard this, so I'm just, again, exaggerating how how good the interview was. Um, but, yeah, I like-, I like the format, Tom. Right? It's nice to just short, bite-sized chunks of the club, so... Feel free to, to ramble for 10 to 15 minutes, uh, club members, about your club. Absolutely. Okay. Right, so, ra- my rambling's over. Now it's time for my favourite part of the show, running <laughs> the
1: Yes. Me too. <laughs> Although I worry that why it's my favourite part of the show, that I'm just a, an absolute uh, grumpy... Grumpy bastard So I do, I
0: disagree with that, Tom. I think the the rants bring out the best in us. They we're laughing, we're smiling. People laugh. <laughs> I I even laughed at some of the rants that we were we were chatting about on my run. I was doing a I wasn't doing a belly. I was <laughs> a little belly laughing and running past people because geez, he's, he's listening to himself again. But uh, anyway, so our rant this week is. Do you want to do you want to tell us about
1: it? Well, we've got two rants. So, which one do you wanna go for? So, I'll, I'll let me leave it. I'll I'll kick off with one that that came. Well,
0: I I don't I don't understand the, this this one, but uh, I'm sure okay. you can explain it. I can
1: explain it. So, the first. So, we've got a rant from uh, Chris Richardson, who featured on the show. So, Chris was recently down running at one of these run through events. It was a run through Regents Park half marathon, I think, and it's a. Chris is a Chris is a good friend of ours, and Chris is a I'm going call him out. Chris is, a, is an elitist. Let's be honest. <laughs>
0: I must say though, uh, I'm be, proud. I, I don't think Chris was before, but now his, his times are going down. He got a cracking yeah. time. In fact, I think he won the race,
1: didn't he? He did. Well, that's did so a, so
0: a cheeky is, little seventy-two, we 72 seventy-two yeah. forty. There
1: is, yeah. So that's, p- that's why it's hilarious. So obviously, so Chris won this race. So his his runs uh, are even more. Uh, support advice, but anyway. So, so the first one is right. Um, to qu- I'm going to use Chris's exact wording here. That effing heel tap that joggers do when they see a photographer. Since when did that pass as banter?
0: <laughs> well, what's right? I don't understand. What's a heel tap? So you know, what, what when you, some, mean?
1: you see when someone sees a camera and they jump up in the air and click their heels up to the side. Oh, oh,
0: I do that all the time.
1: In a race? Eh, uh, Come on!
0: Done it in race? I've done it in training. I do it in training uh, yeah. when I'm running with Debbie.
1: It's really, I think that's fine, but if you've got... The, you would admit this yourself, if you're in a race and you've got time that every photographer to jump and give it a wee heel tap, come on.
0: No, well, I'm going to I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here. Now, their goal might not be to, to, to get a fast time. They might just be out for a little morning run just to complete <laughs> it, have fun, whereas Chris is in the zone looking for times, looking at his splits, and but... worried about, I don't know, like... You know,
1: it's split it's when it's, he's taking his gel, yeah.
0: Ex- exactly. Yeah, these fun runners oh, are fun, they're enjoying it. It's a fun run. But, I'm sure it was a fun run he was doing, was he? Uh, well, that he, he wouldn't have done it,
1: he wouldn't have won it if it wasn't. Ooh, <laughs> oh, I'm joking. ouch, ouch. But what I'll say is Chris's, Chris's point, I think, is spot on is since when did that pass as banter? Like, that's just that's not a, it's a ridiculous thing to do in a race. It's actually, funny, it's I think that's race. funny though
0: he's always they're obviously not trying hard enough to do a little heel tap yeah i
3: exactly. i
0: you know when i do my heel tap tom so when, when you when you go along it like for example a hazel head there's a tree down there's a tree a fallen down tree i hurdled it but sometimes if someone else is i'm running with i'll i'll, I'll hurdle it and i'll do a little heel tap
1: okay
0: i love that i just think you it's, do that
1: at the national when you cross like a burn or something just do a wee a wee heel tap
0: Nah, I mean that's 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 my race mode then. I'm okay. I'm not a fun I'm only a fun runner in training.
1: So the second part of his rant is headphones again. So we've had headphones before. Um, all the morons are in them at a lap race. They have no idea that they're being lapped and are in the way of the quicker runners who are lapping them. And they're even waving at the lead bike while he's trying to communicate that they're an obstruction. <laughs> Chris <laughs> then says after the race he decided to be nice and say well done. Waste of time. No point. They're all on headphones. blocking out the whole event.
0: <laughs> Chris definitely was doing a fun run then. I think, fun you,
1: run? I think you get that at any mass event. I saw that at the Great Aberdeen run. I Someone made the argument to me once and I slagged off headphones. They go, oh, if you're out for more than two hours, you'd wear headphones. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. If I'm running a marathon, I'm running more than two hours. I don't wear headphones. It's
0: the menta- mentality of, of different runners. and I think that's the beauty of a sport. Anyone can do it. Everyone's got different goals and expectations. and
1: Not when they're getting in the way of other runners. But Where was he? Was he in a, was it a, was he that? He was leading it? it. He won it. So how, he how the are you ahead of him though? No, because it was, was laps. He it oh, was laps. laps.
0: How big were the laps then?
1: I think there was four or five laps.
0: Four or five laps? a
1: half.
0: Is it, is I it a, a, narrow road, a narrow trail or pavement? Or what? I guess
1: it is. But at the end of the day, if they're getting in the way and they can't hear him coming, that's not on.
0: You just slap them in the head and tell them to get the hell out of my way. What, That's fine. Yeah,
1: what pisses me off is right. Whether you agree or disagree with headphones and races, you're not supposed to wear them.
0: But if, get, it's, is it, it not if it's, if, if it's on if it's on if it isn't on closed road. roads? I don't think this race is on roads. Mm,
3: fair, so fair the rules
0: point. might change. Um, so they might not have been aware of it. Potentially, I I, I could be wrong, but it, either or. I mean, it's it's besides the point. Chris is right. You know, if you're if you're getting in the way, like have a bit of empathy, a bit of consideration for for people who are who are potentially going to be lapping you, in. You, you need to be aware of your surroundings.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. This it all oh, run through Regent's Park. there one of their main front headliners is Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> he's a fast. He
0: could do a sub three hour marathon though. Yeah, he's
1: still a, a funny though. I mean that's. Right. Uh, that's uh that says it all. Anyway, I'm trying to find out on the website if they do ban headphones or not because then he's it, got a point. But anyway, you get the you get the, the gist of it. Headphones, I think, and I get his point. If if you're even, I mean, the fact that they're getting in the they're waving at the lead bike and getting in the way is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Why are they waving at the lead bike? They just think I don't know.
1: Because they're just having a fun. Flan- they're just having too nice a uh, happy time. <laughs> they're not hurt. You're not hurting. You're not racing.
0: They are okay. Fair enough, but yeah, I, I agree. No headphones. Boring old Tom and Chris. No headphones. It's all about taking it seriously and race, race, race. Yeah, elitist.
1: Oh, outrageous. How dare you tar me with that brush?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we've got another are we are we done with that rant? That
1: was a good rant. Cheers for that, Chris. Right, Much here we appreciated. Go. So here we go. I've just got on the website. Am I allowed to wear headphones? The official position from run through is we'd strongly advise against it. The nature of the event means you need to be aware of your surroundings and be able to hear Marshall's instructions. There you go.
0: But it's, it's not it's not a yes or no answer though, that's a that's a fluffy answer.
1: It is a fluffy answer. They need to be firmer and say yeah. no you can't.
0: Yeah, that's all you have to do, it's simple as, you know.
1: Can you, you can wear can you wear headphones at London Marathon? yeah I've seen people do sense. it why would you do that why would you wear headphones at a major event where half the beauty of something like London is the noise imagine running over Tower Bridge and that wave that wall of noise as you go over and you can't hear it because you're listening to Tiny Tempa. Or,
0: or Tiny whatever, the, Shorts
1: or well if you're listening to TRS fair I mean that's uh, what, what I would
0: say is uh, I mean I've you 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 come back and tell me if you don't want to listen to to music or podcasts after nine hours of running a marathon or walking a marathon.
1: Because
0: I needed it. I needed some inspiration in my life when I had to do that.
1: But did you, what what if did you, so that was the 18 miler. What's the second longest race you've ever done?
0: People were screaming at me to get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like that 50-year-old lady.
0: They were walking past me faster than I was. What the hell are you in my way for?
1: Yeah, that bird who tried to chat you up, just screaming at you.
0: Oh, she was, yeah. Well, I, I had the headphones out then.
1: <laughs> <I'm>
0: <laughs> so sure. the attention I got that that the only, the only positive attention, the only person who cared about me that night was her.
1: Anyway, that's so. I think that's a. I I I'm gonna give that rant my stamp of approval. I think it's fully, fully allowed.
0: Okay, okay. Well, we've got another anon rant from an anonymous serial ranter. Anonymous who we, we may,
1: know, but it will
0: remain anonymous. Yeah, we know who she is. She's a she. She's um,
1: possibly our favourite. In fact, there's no possibly she's our favourite ranter. Yeah.
0: She keeps us uh, she keeps she keeps us coming back for more episodes. So here it is. Doing park run at the weekend. Is that is doing park yeah. So she was doing the park run at the weekend and was behind this guy wearing a bum bag filled with keys and coins. Seriously. What can you possibly need all that for? It's a 5K with the same start and finish point. Just leave it behind somewhere. So irritating. I slowed down just to get away from him.
1: <laughs> that is <laughs> annoying. That I is mean, annoying. Come dude. on. Yeah. I, right. Okay, I get it. I get it. People probably want to have... They don't leave their valuables somewhere, but a bum bag with keys and coins. That would be so annoying.
0: Ah, uh, That's that's outrageous. Why, did, did this guy have headphones in, maybe? So he didn't hear his keys and coins? Who knows? But
1: at a park run as well, I mean, at a park run, you can, you can shoot, there's a, I mean, just, A, all you need is your keys, leave your coins, leave your pennies on the floor at the start and pick them up at the end.
0: I mean, imagine, wait, why would you wear a fanny pack to a 5k though? I mean, it's only half an hour.
1: Yeah, that's true actually, yeah. Well, hold, maybe it was too Just scared hold to, your, hold just your hold keys. your keys. Hold bring
0: your a, keys and bring a plastic bring, card instead of coins.
1: Exactly. You get paid. Oh, I, I, I'm amazed at how much kit some people carry. Now I know you're the example you're going to challenge me on is an 80 miler. Fine, I get an ultra runner wears all sorts of stuff, but I'm with this ranter, right. I've seen at 5k's and even 10k's people with like, you know, hydration vests, and they're not that. They're running less than an hour. I'm like, you do not need a hydration vest, and there's water on the course. I mean. <laughs> i mean it's bonkers people these are people who i know are spending are like like one guy i know who wears who will be not named but he wears hydration vest in a 10k he was banging on about how good his nike turbos were pegasus turbo because they're lighter i'm like just lose the vest (laughs) i mean that isn't it's i number of people who get caught up in shoe weight and you see them and it's like just have a haircut (laughs) like
0: inspector Gadget. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly
1: batman utility <laughs> belt just in <laughs> case
0: yeah i I think remember going back to the interview we had with Fraser klein and he was like i what did you do in the marathon when you got your 211 well i didn't have any water during it it's <laughs> still yeah. like 213 had a maybe had some coke on on you know at the stations but i mean i was like oh he's out for a couple of hours but nah didn't, he don't bring anything with you you know exactly yeah I, I, that's that's a really good one another thing for me tom i i i've, I've got a pet hate and the moment when uh, when i introduced debbie to running got her into running and subsequently we we got together after that she had this um she had you know the phone armbands? <laughs> yes get rid of them everyone <laughs> if you're my friend get rid of those things they're awful you, you yeah you, Again, maybe being a bit elitist here, but anyone who's got an armband for phone, phone armband is just uh, nah, nah. I, you, I agree. Yeah, you, are not a, you're not an athlete. You're not a real runner if you're wearing a a phone armband. It looks like it just reminds me of when you start to swim. You learn to swim, and you everyone wears armbands. And but I, do you know what though? In in every the listeners are gonna have them. I've, and this is all a bit of light humour here, but what I would say is it's probably got a really, really good. I mean, I'm holding my phone, and I hold it with my hand, and then I try and stick it in the back of my my running shorts pockets. They don't fit. One time, I was holding it in my hand. It was raining. Water went into my phone, and it broke. The the oh, no. the, 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 the actual battery charger went a little bit wonky. So, in in the listener's defence. Who, who have got these yeah maybe there is a place for them because they they do protect your your phone and it's waterproof too so there you go
1: indeed so i think uh i think that's pretty well covered that's another rant i approve with approve of i, I mean yeah don't be carrying stuff at park run. don't be jingle jangling around think of the think of your other runners who don't have headphones in they've got to listen to you
0: exactly Exactly right. So I think that's it for rants, and uh yeah, it's been a a good long show. A couple of things that we have got coming up. We have got a few races that are that's coming up this weekend. Uh, we've got the second loss lossy Mouth Half Marathon this this weekend. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and I have got no idea if there's any spaces left. But if you do want to to race, um, obviously before you you, you go along and enter on the day, make sure there is spaces, um, because you you won't manage to run. Uh, and what else do we have this weekend? We have oh no, there was a Valentine's 10k on. Well, oh, that no, was in Lancaster. Ignore me. We've got the Glasgow University 5 mile race. That, that well, that's a, that's a, good a fast one. One. that's a good um,
1: one. That's good. have
0: one that in the past. Yeah, no. Again, check uh, to see if there's entries. No idea. Uh, Strathaven Striders Run with the Wind half marathon. Well, that mm-hmm. should have been this weekend. Um, Storm Eric, that'd been perfect. So again, that's. Uh, no idea if there's entries for that. Have a look on Run ABC Scottish Running Guide. It's got some. It, it's fairly comprehensive there. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of other races: Devil, yeah. the Dev
1: Devil, Forest, five and fifteen. Yeah, those are good races. Concordon, that's where they are.
0: Hillbilly 10K. The the Nesap cross country races in Balgany. up <laughs> Nisap, uh, and then next week there's a disney princess half marathon weekend
1: so the Nisap cross country uh i believe you can still enter that actually if you're a northeast based runner and you want to run that uh that race there are still entries open for that
0: and that's uh yeah i think it is open i think you can pre-enter right yeah you can avoid queuing on race day so if you can pre-enter that would be much appreciated
1: very good so what have you got planned for the rest of the week then kyle
0: well, we uh, Valentine's about Day about Valentine's Day, so what are we doing for Valentine's Day, Tom?
1: <laughs> We've got a cheeky, double romantic date tomorrow night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. So, yeah, I think we're, I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day. Uh, I, I think it's just, I, I mean, I love spending, you know, giving, giving gifts to, or po- providing gifts to Debbie and cards and all that, but it's all. It's, uh, it's going to be. Uh, I think we we need to get ourselves. You know what we should do, Tom. Instead what? of giving gifts to the, to our wives, we'll just p- give her ourselves We'll give we'll give each other a gift.
1: That's a great idea. T R S gifts.
0: And then just don't <laughs> give them anything. just see what the reaction
1: is. <laughs> I'll bring you a card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to to uh to T R S love from question mark.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's uh. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the, I don't know what. Uh, so so uh, we're going to Echtan Duty, aren't we? We are. Finally, we've got. Uh, we've been looking forward to that for a while. That's going to be really good.
0: We've we'll been talking for it, as long as we've been trying to organise this beer mile.
1: I know, I know. Well, at least we maybe we can maybe talk about that. So yeah, so TRS and uh, and gals tomorrow night <laughs>
0: <laughs> to the award-winning Duty. Very good. Oh, it'll be good. So, yeah, we'll we'll let you know how that goes. We'll we'll review. We'll do our our food reviews for the (laughs) kids.
1: We'll review the Ek Tandoori tomorrow night. It is supposed to be a fantastic Indian, to be fair. Who cares about kit
0: reviews? Let's just do food reviews instead.
1: Absolutely,
0: yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's round it up, Tom. So if anyone does want to contact us, you can email us at TartanRunningShorts at gmail.com. We've, again, it's not really that new anymore. I, I, did, I did see that we, we got an email last week, our very first click uh, on our yes. TartanRunningShorts website. I think that might have been me, actually, but it's good to see people are starting to click on it, even if it is just one person. Uh, yeah. We've got Facebook. Like us on Facebook at TartanRunningShorts uh, for all the latest episodes. And uh, yeah, make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, all the other, uh, and also SoundCloud and all the other um, podcast applications. And our Twitter handle is at Tartan Shorts as well, so follow us there too.
1: Fantastic. Well, I will see you tonight, tomorrow night, sorry Kyle, and we see, will yeah,
0: we'll yeah, we'll see the listeners uh, next week. See, see you there with uh, and an, anticipating that gift you're going to give me. Make sure it's uh, romantic right. now.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Um, I'll, i have got, I've got about what twenty-two hours to think about it.
0: Yeah, I need to get Debbie something as well. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> oh, anyway, right, right. Cheers. Cheers. See everyone later on. Bye. Bye-bye.